Hey, Sweat Sisters. Welcome to the Pretty Girl Sweat Show, which highlights women who are balancing demanding careers with a healthy lifestyle and hurtling over personal and professional obstacles. I'm your host, Aisha DeVore Branch, and each week I have a sister-to-sister chat with an inspiring go-getter. And listeners learn how good things come to those who sweat. If this is your first time listening, what up? You could be anywhere in the world and you're here with me and I really appreciate that. If you love what you hear, take a second to subscribe to the podcast so you get updates every time we drop a new episode. If you got half a second, leave a rating, which will help other sweat sisters in need of some inspiration find our podcast. If you have a minute, please follow us across all social media platforms. We are at Pretty Girl Sweat on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter and YouTube. Use the hashtag Pretty Girl Sweat when sharing this episode. And if you have five minutes, please leave a review and let us know how we're doing. Hey, Sweat Sisters. Today on the Pretty Girl Sweat Show, I'm chatting with Renee Montgomery, the two-time WNBA champion and current member of the Atlanta Dream. During the off-season, she has been an in-studio analyst for NBA TV, ESPN, and Fox Sports South, as well as served as a host for Food Truck Diaries on WSB TV. When she's not in season or hosting, the 2009 graduate of UConn and the recent graduate from the Harvard School of Business crossover program engages with the community through her self-named nonprofit, the Renee Montgomery Foundation. One of the staples of her foundation is the initiative Let's Go Pro, where she introduces the community to sporting events and hopes to encourage kids to want to be active. Keep listening to hear how Renee juggles all of this and so much more. How are you? Look, I'm good. I'm happy. I'm excited. And wait, yesterday was MLK Day. How did you spend your day of service? So I spent my day of service doing family stuff. So I I hung out with with members of my family and enjoyed each other, which for me was a day of service because I kind of get in the go, 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 and I'm always working. So I took a second to kind of settle down and, and, and do nothing. And that's the best day ever. Congratulations oh, to you. I, mean, like, I, had a blast. <laughs> I was basically servicing my family in a sense of spending time, like prioritizing people. So yes, I, I had a blast. That's beautiful. That's beautiful. Well, speaking of family, I always like to start these conversations from the beginning. I want to know about Renee back in the day when you were a child. <laughs> How was it growing up in your household? Oh man, growing up in my household, so it was it was fun. I was the youngest, so I had a different experience than my sisters. My sisters tell me all the time my parents got old and tired by the time they were raising me. So it was strict, <laughs> but it was it was fun. Oh good. Okay, so what about healthy living? Was that a part of your upbringing or this is something you kind of adapted later on? I would say it's a part of my upbringing because my snook, which is what I call my mom, snook and ditties, mom and dad. Um, oh. so, <laughs> so my snook, she has a garden. And so a lot of times I didn't even, you know, now that I'm older, it's actually cooler to me. But a lot of times, most of the food she would cook as far as vegetables and everything we're concerned was from her gardens. Um, with her, it was greens, tomatoes, anything. Like she, she had a, a pretty good sized garden. Hello, West Virginia. Um, and we ate out of it. Mm, did you ever cook with her? Nope. I can't cook at all. What, Renee? At you all. Not even a little bit. It's not even close. You don't want okay. that. Wait, you got to have one go-to dish. It, like, what's one thing you know that you won't screw it up? Breakfast. 
Okay. That's good. Okay. Yeah. I can make some breakfast that, that everybody always tells me that's not really a thing. So I, <laughs> I just, now I have just realized I'll just say nothing, but breakfast, I can do some breakfast, some eggs and everything like that. Okay. You know, people can mess up an egg. So if you can be confident in making a good egg, you should be I proud of it. Scramble that. it, baby. We got to scramble that egg now. We ain't going to double medium and all that. Now we're not taking orders like that. <laughs> Oh gosh! Well, I have faith in you. I know you can hook up. I mean, a mean meal in the morning. All right. Okay. So let's talk about school a little bit. Um, did you always fit in with your peers when you were a kid? I actually did. Um, my personality type is pretty welcoming in a sense of new situations. I adapt pretty well to new situations. So it's been like that since I was younger. And me playing sports, I think, helped with that. So because I played sports, I always had a group that I belonged to. Okay. What about your grades? How were you able to balance having good grades and playing sports or was it a struggle? Oh, it wasn't even an option. (laughs) (laughs) It it just was not an option. My mom is a college professor, now retired. um, And my Diddy was an engineer, now retired. So that wasn't really an option in our family. That was kind of a given. My sister's a doctor, by the way. My other sister's an accountant. So though school wasn't really... Like it's kind of like one of those things when you know you don't have a choice, you don't think about doing otherwise. So, be getting a B just wasn't really a choice in my family. Amen to Diddy and Snicks. Uh, <laughs> hey. Talk about great parents. Okay. <laughs> well, tell us about a favorite coach. You know, you had some great leadership in your household, but what about um, on the court? So on the court, man, I've had, I've been very, very blessed. I've had some coaches who were one of my best friends growing up. Her name was Alexis Hornbuckle and her dad was our coach for a long period of time. She actually went on to go to Tennessee and I went to UConn. So anybody that knows anything about women's basketball would know that that was like unheard of. Like we were best friends that went to rival schools, but her dad was our coach for a long time. So for me, it helped because he was close to the family. And so he gave more attention to me, I would say, just in the sense that we're, we were so close. Yeah. And also my Diddy coached me for a while. He was, I would say he was like what people do for individuals now. Um, he, he was that for me. Every day after work, he would like work out with me. And now that I'm older and have long days, I see how much of a sacrifice that is because I'm sure he didn't feel like it, but he always went out there with me and worked on my game with me. That's incredible. Thanks. I'm taking notes, Diddy. Taking notes. Right? <laughs> <laughs> if when you're younger, you don't realize the magnitude of what people are doing for you because it's almost like it's a given. You feel like, oh, yeah, they're my parents are supposed to do that. But now that I'm an adult and these long days and to think about how like he just was so consistent every day, he just he and he you would have never known he was tired. For me, that was that was special. Now that I'm older, I, I can appreciate it more. When did you make the decision to go to UConn? That was tough. So originally I was really stuck on the University of Maryland because it was my sister, my oldest sister lives in Maryland. So I'm thinking if I'm going away from home, then I might as well go somewhere close to family. So I'm just not all the way by myself. But I went to my visit to UConn and I went to my official visit to UConn. They were the first one on the list. You get five as a, as a high school athlete. UConn was the first one and I canceled all the rest of them because I knew 
And my parents were like, oh, no, baby, maybe you should just, you know, check out the other schools just to be sure. And I'm like, no, nah, I'm good. Like, I know I'm going to UConn. So it was almost it was it was pretty shocking to a lot of the coaches just because I had already had my five visits laid out um, and just didn't take them. Like I knew. And I'm one of those people like once I know I'm, I'm very decisive. What was that thing that helped you say, yeah, this is where I belong? I think it was the people there. So at the time, Tanya Cardosa was a coach. Chris Daly still a coach there, Coach Ariema. It was talking to the coaching staff, seeing how they they treated me in a sense that a lot of the schools, I was one of the top recruits. So a lot of the schools, they, I mean, they were rolling out the red carpet. They were telling me everything I wanted to hear. And for me, that was a little alarming because I'm like, they're probably telling everyone that. Maybe they weren't. Um, but to me, I was just like, oh, I don't know. And, and at UConn, he was basically like, you know, you're you're going to be as good as you want to be. Uh, we already have a point guard here, as you know, so you would have to compete for that spot. But I'm not against a freshman being my point guard and running the show. And so for me, I felt that that was real because oh. it's not necessarily something that you would want to say to a high school kid that, you know, everyone is telling them you're coming here. You're starting for all four years. You're going to be a star. So for him to say that, that's not the easy thing to say. And to me, I liked it because I knew it was the truth. Yeah, honestly, that's a love it. Okay, what was your major? Business, I mean, business and communications. So I went in for a communications major knowing that I was going to try to get into TV broadcasting at a certain point. I mean, you're meant for this. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I'm just, I, <laughs> no, you are. You just have the personality. and I mean, it's, yeah. yeah, so okay, so. You wanted this dream career, but then, you know, you kind of got really great at your sport. <laughs> and, you know, that is happening now for you. But did you think that immediately you were going to go to the WNBA or you were going to go into being a media professional? So I knew so I knew that the WNBA was an option for me, definitely going into my senior year. So backstory, the WNBA wasn't there until I was 10. So when I was before 10, which I was playing basketball before 10, I only my only goal was to get a college scholarship. So then fast forward to now there's a WNBA. I'm playing at the number one school in the nation and my team goes undefeated my senior year. Well, you better believe I'm going to take advantage of the opportunity. <laughs> I'm going to the WNBA. And, and for me, it was difficult because recently last year, I just stopped playing overseas and that's guaranteed money that I'm just leaving on the table while I'm healthy and able to play. Um, but I felt like I needed to start that that post-basketball career while I'm playing. I, it will open more doors for me. So that was a difficult decision even then because if people listening don't know, with women's basketball, we make more money overseas than we do playing in the WNBA. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So was it a scary decision? Oh, definitely, because it's like, okay, so I've, I knew this was coming. I'm a planner, so – I planned to buy my house at year three, my car at year five. I knew at year 10, I was going to stop playing overseas. But So I've been saving my money up so that I didn't have to be scrounging pennies together to try to pay my mortgage. So financially, I knew I was okay. I would be able to survive seven months with no pay if I don't get paid in the off season. But it's still a scary thought because it's like, oh, am I, am I crazy for leaving guaranteed money on the table almost? So I had to like, it was a bet on myself for sure. Well, do you have any mentors that are kind of like helping you with this transition? 
I would just say my my circle. And I've had the same circle since I was young. Um, But my family, it's a blessing that they have, they're very successful. So as I told you, my mom was a college professor and she taught business 101, which is, well, she taught English as well, but she taught business 101 where it teaches you to write a resume, teaches you proper etiquette in business. So her profession was literally teaching people what I'm trying to do. So I'm very, very, very blessed in that, in that manner because she's holding my hand through the whole process. Make sure you write a follow-up thank you email, Renette. You know, like she's always just making sure that I'm doing the proper business things that, that'll leave a lasting impression. So I would say definitely have some mentors. All right. So outside of sports, I mean, do you have your own personal health journey? Because I know... You, know, you have to practice a lot and um, your your workout regimen is probably very rigorous, but do you have to push yourself in the off season and keep it going? Yeah. And I just finished working out actually, but it is, it's, it's difficult. So for my whole life, literally basketball was my occupation. Basketball was the only thing I had needed to make sure I did that day. Um, and now things have changed dramatically for the better. I have busy days after I get off the phone with you, I'm going to head to NBA TV and, and go to work there. But it's, it's, it's a good thing. Balancing it has been difficult because I almost, because now I'm doing so much, I almost am overcompensating in basketball and I'm working out, working out thinking that I need to make sure I'm still sharp, that I'm not falling off on basketball, trying to pursue TV. So it is a dynamic that's difficult, but food wise, I'm pretty good because I have a habit of, you know, just the way that I go about things. Um, there's also a company called Eat Clean Bro that that sponsors me so I can get healthy meals on the go, which is the hardest thing. The on the go part is the hardest thing about eating healthy. So um, I try to prepare for that and prep for that. Okay. So if you could share what a successful day looks like for you, what would that be from like morning to night? All right. So from morning to night, the first thing I do when I wake up, and I, I know I probably should say pray, but <laughs> I don't. <laughs> I check my emails because I need to make sure that nothing's changed for the day. Um, So let's just take this morning. This morning, I worked out, had a little lunch, and then I knew I had this podcast coming up with you. So I double checked to make sure you didn't email me that nothing's changed. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I emailed the NBA TV people. I'm going there. And then after that, I'm going to go play some pickup, um, pickup basketball just with, with a group of people. So for me, that's a very successful day because I always try to do, like I have this thing where I want to do a certain amount of podcasts a month because I think podcast is a great way for people to get to know you. They don't, people don't really even actually, they, they know the me from the internet, but they don't know. Like a lot of people couldn't tell you I have two sisters, you know, and that one's a doctor, you know, like people probably don't know that. So I, I love to do things like this. So for me, this is a super successful day because I'm going to NBA TV to actually work and do and work towards the ultimate goal, which is get a TV, like a, a TV contract and then I'm doing the podcast with you. So I'm, I'm letting another audience get to know me. And then I'm playing some pickups. So today would hit all of my points. Oh, good. What about reading? Do you love to read or is it something that you're just like, ah, you force yourself to do it? <laughs> oh, my goodness. I'm in a book club. That's oh, good. Okay. Yes. In yes. A book club. Right now we're reading Who Fears Death. Um, okay. I'm not sure who the author is, but the book is awesome. It has some heavy parts in there, so um, beware if you want to read it. But I'm in a book club, and this is it. Actually, started in 2020. So previously, I said I'm not reading anymore because I I enrolled in the Harvard School of Business and did a semester there, and so I 
after all of that reading that they do, I told myself, look, I'm done reading. School's not for me. I'm done with it all. Um, but but it was successful. I graduated from it. And then now that I've recovered, my sister, who we called, she's a she's a geek, the doctor one. Um, she, started, she started a book club. And it's like, you know, she has other doctor friends and other people. So I brought me and my friends in it. And right now we're reading Who Fears Death. And it's and it's actually so much better than reading a book alone. Um, so I'd highly recommend starting a book club for anybody thinking about trying to read. It keeps you on task. Yes, it does. It, it does. But first, wait, we're not going to skip over this. Congratulations on this Harvard achievement because that's <laughs> huge. Thank that's you. huge. Okay. I, I, <laughs> um, I kind of did it to try to fit in with my family of, of scholars. Exactly. You know, like, Look, I did this too, but yeah, I'm done with it. <laughs> you made mom and dad proud, but okay. But is there like a book that has changed your life or even like maybe two books that you feel were really pivotal in your life? Hmm. Um, I would say, man, that's tough. Um, I would say the shack, <clears throat> the shack would be one of the books that it's a, it's a religious book, but for me it was, it was, heavy like in the sense that it, it goes on a journey with this guy so um I would say the shack and a close okay. second would be the glass castle because it's this the lady's in a, a situation where her family situation is terrible but she goes on to be like super successful despite it so I liked it just because I I think that you are in charge of you um so I love books that just empower like the you on in charge of you and also is based out of West Virginia that the family was. So I'll, I had a little tie there. Oh, well, I got to check those out. Yeah, sure. Yeah. Okay. So your schedule is pretty jam packed. So how's your sleep girl? How, how, how are you sleeping? Well, that's the thing. Uh, yesterday I was knocked off out like all day. I try to go to bed at a certain hour every night. Uh, you know, sometimes that works and sometimes it doesn't, but I try to go to bed a certain hour um, I need my eight. So I'm one of those. I'm, I'm probably going to always need it because it's a habit of uh, being an athlete. But I need eight to like wake up and feel good. And from where my days and my job literally is me having to have my personality and be sharp. <clears throat> for me, it's like I, I feel like it's part of my job to get sleep because I can't be lagging. And then, you know, think of my points later. You know, when you're talking sports and you're talking basketball, how fast it moves, you need to be sharp. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. All right. Back to exercise a little bit. So we know you, you do pickup games and you play basketball professionally, but when you want to work out and have a good time, what's like your go-to workout? Oh man. So it's, it's, um, I forget the name of it, but it's where you dance with weights and it's like that, that trap Zumba almost. And they have a really cool one here. Um, but yeah, I would say like trap Zumba where, I love it because when you're tired and then they play your song, it's like that birthday yeah. you get, and then now we getting it. So that to me, yeah, that's the go-to. I also do kickboxing at X3. So I try to switch it up in the off season to break up the monotony. Okay. Well, keep me posted about this Trap Zumba thing. You like that? Oh, it's I would love that. I'm going to put that on my calendar. So let oh, me know. It's in there. I definitely will. Okay. Good, good, good. And, and what's always in your gym bag? Always. Always in my gym bag would be headphones, um, although I don't work out with them if I'm working out with a group. Uh, headphones, 
Defiance Fuel Water, and it sounds like I'm plugging them, but I, they really, I always have it because it's one of those waters that have the the like the hydra the extra hydration so it's not just basic water it's like you know it has all the added benefits um so I would say those two things and a towel you know okay but, but yeah that's always in my gym bag nice well do you eat before a workout or you wait I have to um because like with us our workouts are so long that if you don't eat you you you'll run out like <laughs> you'll just run out of energy because of how long the 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 workouts are so I have to eat even if even if I'm not hungry, which is the worst thing ever, but yeah, I have to. And what are you grabbing on a cheat day? On a cheat day, desserts are my kryptonite. <laughs> so I am grabbing a pineapple upside down cheesecake from Cheesecake Factory. Ooh, okay. Final answer. Final answer. You're like, none of those. That's the go-to. That sounds delicious. Okay. <laughs> Any like certain beauty products that you always have to have when you're traveling or even at home? Yeah, I'm a Shea Moisture through and through person. So my face wash is, is Shea Moisture. My hair supplies are Shea Moisture. So I would say like Shea Moisture really is my one-stop shop. And what about deodorant? This is like a tough question for everyone because everyone's very particular about the deodorant they oh, have. Yeah, I'm degree, sexy, intrigued, smell. Yes, that's not like I'm not using any other ones. Oh, wow. Okay, good. No, <laughs> Everybody knows, man. Like, how do you not know your own deodorant? Like, that would be exactly. Good. Okay, and when you hear the words, pretty girl sweat, what do they mean to you? I actually, I, I think that's pretty dope because a lot of times working out, um, especially with women, the more you work out, they have all kinds of names for it. And it, when the women get too husky or too strong, um, so it's almost breaking the stigma that, you know, like pretty girls sweat too. So I, I, I think that that would be breaking the stigma because a lot of times when you hear about people working out, they automatically go to the extreme when it's women. So yeah, pretty girls sweat too. They do. They do. All right. So what's up next for Renee Montgomery? Next for me. Um, well, the season's coming up. The season, the, the schedule just got released. Uh, we start out the season on a back-to-back, and this season is actually unique because it's Olympic year. So, and the WM- and the Olympics happen happen right during the WNBA season. So, there will be a three-week period during our season where everything shuts down. Whoever's on the Olympic team, those twelve players will fly over to where are the Olympics this year? I should know that, but I don't. I can't think of it off the top of my head. But they'll fly over. They'll play in the Olympics, they'll win a gold, and then they'll come back and we'll resume our WNBA season as nothing happened. Um, but because those three weeks are – that three-week break is in the season, that means that we're going to play two more games this year than we normally play because of the new CBA. And we're also going to have three – about a week and a half, two weeks shorter to play those games. So there's going to be a lot of games in a little, little bit of time. Oh, wow. Oh, yeah. Okay, so it's in Tokyo this year. Tokyo. Tokyo 2020. Yep, that's right. 2020. Yeah. Okay. Wow. That's interesting to know. Okay. So we're going to make sure that we get as many people, as many sweat sisters out in Atlanta to. Yeah. Y'all need to do a sweat, we need to, my foundation, we need to do like a sweat sister tonight or something. We yes. need to, we need to <gasps> do that um, there. That would be really cool because there's different clubs that I've done something with the Y I've done something with Red Bull like yeah we should make like a, a, a sweat sisters night or something uh yeah 
Let's the do this. Is <laughs> Marina and College Park, and they are so welcoming and so awesome, and it's just it's a great environment. So that's something we definitely need to do. Get that okay. on. Done and done. I'm going to start working on that for sure. Thank you very much for bringing that up. <laughs> thank you so much for coming on today. I learned so much more about you. I did. I did. And you are an incredible human being. You're so inspiring. Um, you. I know you're going to kill it this season. I know you are. Let's do it. Yes. All right. <laughs> I my little homies. I said, what's up? <laughs> I will. They love you. They love you. Um, okay, cool. All right. And that's Renee Montgomery. Be sure to follow her on all social media platforms at the 21 That's at D-A-2-0-O-N-E. And head on over to dream.wmba.com to see when the Atlanta Dream are playing in a city near you. Just one more thing before you take off. Do you want to get a short email from Pretty Girl Sweat every Monday and Friday that serves as a daily dose of all things inspiring and allows you priority access to our upcoming events? Just go to prettygirlsweat.com. That's prettygirls with an S, sweat.com. Drop in your email and you'll get the very next one. And if you sign up, you'll soon discover that there's no hood like sisterhood. Until next time, always remember that good things come to those who sweat.